Welcome to the NLPcourses.com podcast show with your host, NLP Master Trainer, John Cassidy-Rice, where we push back the hype and pull back the velvet curtains of creating a successful life of NLP. Diving into psychology, neuroscience, linguistics, so that NLP becomes a practical tool at home in your career. Moving beyond techniques so that you can make a name, make money, or make a difference. Tune in weekly if you care more than others think wise as we set out on this quest to uncover the secrets of successful people in all walks of life. Make sure you head over to nlpcourses.com to receive free transcripts of each show. All the people turned their backs to the land and looked at the sea all day. And as long as it took to pass, a ship kept raising its hull, reflected in a sad, a standing goal. But whatever the truth may be, the water comes to the land. But when has that been a bar to any watch thy keep? And it's true, we as human beings are attracted to the chaotic sound of the sea. Not the random sound, the chaotic sound. Our goal for these series of podcasts is can we stretch our minds to hold some of those chaotic patterns of human communication? Two roads diverged and I, I took the one less trodden by and that has made all the difference. And as popular as NLP is, it is at this point in time, you will still find there are so many people that have not come across it that it will be the difference that makes the difference. Hello, my name is John Cassidy-Rice. I have the pleasure to be your host for these series of podcasts. Welcome, welcome to the very first NLPcourses.com podcast show. I'm very excited to be part of your journey into this wonderful, sometimes controversial, and at other times, completely outrageous field of NLP. What will we cover in this podcast? Who I am, just in case you're wondering. Now, what is the goal for these podcasts and how you can help shape them? A gentle step into understanding a core principle within NLP. So, who am I? Well, I'm glad you asked. Here is a mercifully short, short intro. Now, I've been involved in NLP for over 20 years. I have gone from one of the shyest people you'd ever meet, low self-esteem with dyslexia, which, by the way, is a hard word to spell, and having NLP turn my whole life around. I'm independently recognized as an NLP master trainer, and I'm one of the very few listed on ANLP.org website. I train all around the world. I train open courses. I train courses within businesses and corporations. For example, I'm in partnership with Jaguar Land Rover to run their NLP courses, And I had the pleasure to help them win the CIPD award in training. I live in a tiny village just outside Chidester on the West Sussex in England, next to the Rolls-Royce factory. I have a wonderful wife, Bernadette, and I have incredible children. Well, I have five of them. They keep me busy. So enough about me. What about you? What do you want from these podcasts? How can I best serve you? What questions do you have about NLP? What topics would you like covered? Would you like to share your expertise? Would you like me to have interviews, do book reviews, etc., etc.? Now, the plan, though, is over the next few podcasts, we're going to cover some of the fundamental processes of how we think and process information. 
This will form the foundation for all influencing techniques, underpins how to design language patterns for transformation. And very quickly, we'll find ourselves down a rabbit hole of storytelling. Yes, that rabbit hole goes deep. Now, we may cover topics that challenge your beliefs and your values and often go against the the accepted conventions and explode myths within NLP. And I think it's good to challenge some of the underlying principles so that we keep it fresh and dynamic. So you'll have to accept I have the tendency to dip into psychology, neuroscience, linguistics from elsewhere to help us really grasp this wonderful field of NLP. Now, I know some of you have been trained by someone else within NLP. Shame on you. Now, a lot of different trainers have different points of view. And do you know what? I think that's healthy and that's good for us. And if we can get a debate going, love it. But let's not get hung up on step-by-step techniques within NLP, i.e. step three of the fast therapy cure should be dot, dot, no, 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 no. Here, we're focusing on principles, ideas that drive NLP. To put that another way, and I think Picasso probably said it slightly better. There are some artists who turn the sun into a yellow blob. There are other artists with their skill, their commitment, who turn a yellow blob into the sun. Let's you and I study the art and science of NLP. So head over to nlpcourses.com, find the podcast page and get involved in the conversation. Let's shape the future of these podcasts. Let's jump in with both feet and start to explore the prime directors of your unconscious mind. Now, the first time I come across the prime directors of your unconscious mind was based on the work of Dr. Wyatt Woodsmore, one of the very early students within NLP. We're going to pull out a few of these which will help us have a foundation for exploring what we'll be covering in the upcoming podcast. The first one is, and it's a very common one, I think you've probably covered this elsewhere, would be the unconscious mind does not process negatives. Now, this is not negative thoughts. We can all have negative thoughts. So what do I mean? It's how we represent information to ourselves and to other people. So, for example, let's do a quick thought experiment. Whatever you do, whatever you do, do not think about a blue elephant up a pink tree. That's a blue elephant up a pink tree. Do not think about it. Blue elephant, pink tree, not think about it. So what are you doing? Oh, I told you not to think about it. Now, even if you think you didn't think about a blue elephant up a pink tree, you did. How can I say that with such confidence? Because words are second to how you think. You think using your imagination. And I'm using the word imagination precisely. I'm using it to mean all the senses and not just visualization. So when you say to somebody, do not think about, the brain goes, well, I don't know what I do not need to think about and parks those words to one side. Then creates an image of a blue elephant up a pink tree. This is why if you've ever been on diets and you said to yourself, I will not eat chocolate cake, I will not eat chocolate cake, And the brain essentially goes, will not, well, I don't know what I will not do, parks those words to one side, creates an image of you eating chocolate cake, and eventually you go, oh yes, I can do that. 
Now, because I have children, when I'm walking home and school them, I'll often hear parents shout to their children, don't run, you'll fall over and hurt yourself. And what happens? Yes, in moments, that child falls over and hurts themselves. The thing is, they'd probably have been fine if it hadn't been for the adult placing that image in the child's mind. The principle to fully understand behind this is your unconscious mind will follow the strongest image presented to it. Always ask for what you want to happen, not what you don't want to happen. So I was working with some teachers and they said, okay then, so we have challenges with children running through the corridors. So I say, what are you saying? Don't run. And I said, well, what do you want to happen for them to walk? So you need to say, walk. Yes, very simple. Now related to that is another principle, which is the unconscious mind takes everything personally. If you like to gossip, do not listen to me. I'm about to ruin gossiping. Whatever you say about anyone else, whatever you say about anyone else, your unconscious mind is taking it personally. It makes no distinction that you're talking about somebody else. If you've ever worked in a large organisation, you've seen this happen time and time again. You get somebody who starts, they're enthusiastic, they're keen, they're bubbly. And then 30 to 40 days, they start to sound like everybody else on the team. Then they start acting like everybody else on the team. And if there's somebody who's constantly late, and they keep saying, oh, if you notice so-and-so's late today, 10 minutes yesterday, 5 minutes the day before, how come they get away with being late all the time? Now, doesn't matter if you say it once or twice about somebody. That's not what we're talking about here. If you consistently say the same things about other people, for approximately 30 to 40 days, your unconscious mind starts to go, oh, you would like us to be late. I can arrange that. So whatever you say about anyone else, your unconscious mind is taking it personally. Now I think you're fascinating. You're humorous. You're intelligent. <laughs> Sponsors of this week's NLPcourses.com podcast show is the NLP Practitioner Training, designed to transform your life. Head over to the website now to secure your place on the next NLP Practitioner. Let's also explore the principle of least effort. This can work for you or against you. So do you know somebody who exercises on a regular basis? And what I mean by that, at least three times a week for at least three months. And it just becomes part of the routine. It's part of what they do every day. And if they miss a session, they'd like to make it up. But if you know somebody who doesn't exercise and wants to exercise but keeps putting it off, their principle of least effort is now working against them. So what can happen is this. They think about exercising. They think, I've got to get the bag out of the cupboard. I've got to open the bag. I've got to find my trainers and my top. And I haven't got a water bottle. So I must go and use a walk, buy a water bottle. I can't just use the one that I've got laying around. I can't do that till next week. And all these excuses come up. If you've ever done an open university course, you probably had this experience. When they said to you for that first year, 
you're going to have to study between 16 to 20 hours a week. You went, hang on. I was doing open university course because I work full time and this was meant to be part time. Where am I going to find 20 hours? How am I going to watch EastEnders or the local soaps that I like to watch? And then if you stick with it, something happens in year two and just under halfway, it clicks. And you're studying and you're putting even more hours in than 20 hours a week. And at the end of three years, you say to yourself, being a little bit smug, and you're allowed to be a bit smug if you've been working full time and doing an open university course at the same time. You know what? I can't understand people watching TV during the evenings and wasting their lives. I'm going to carry on studying. And then your big mistake is, in the next breath, you say, yeah, I have been studying for three years. I'm going to take a month off. And a month, 30 to 40 days, is enough just to turn that corner. And the principle of least effort starts to work against you. Because you start thinking to yourself, where do I start? I don't know what, what to do. So you just put it off. Now, it's not that the unconscious mind is lazy, because it's not. Because it's responding to your habits and behaviours. The unconscious mind learns from your behaviours and wants to make your life easier for you. Which leads us into habits. Now, for example, let's say you've had a busy week at work and you're feeling tired on a Friday. You don't want to cook and you're driving home and you think to yourself, I'm going to get a takeaway. It's a nice little treat. You don't have to cook. You get, you know, get some sugars and fats and all those lovely stuff that comes with takeaways. And then the next week you think to yourself, oh, that was a real treat last week. I'm going to grab another takeaway on a Friday night. And then you might miss a week, but then the third, fourth week, you go, oh, I'm going to get another takeaway. And what's happened is your unconscious mind over that time went, okay, first time, oh, just one-off behavior, no big deal. Ah, second time went, oh, you've done this twice in a short period of time, keep an eye on that. Third time starts to create a pattern from it, and your unconscious mind goes, oh, Friday night's takeaway night. And before you know it, it's in your language patterns. You're saying Friday night's takeaway night. And it's just part of your routine. A couple of months go past and you're having another busy time at work. And on Wednesday you think, I don't want to cook. Now, Friday night's takeaway night, that is no longer a treat. So you think, you know what, I'm going to grab a pizza on the way home. And you grab a pizza on the way home. No big deal, you've done it once. But your unconscious mind just gone, ah, I've seen this pattern before. You might even leave it a week, but then you do it within that 30 or 40, week, uh, 30 or 40 day pattern and the unconscious mind goes, ah, I've seen this pattern. And before you know it, Wednesday nights, pizza night, Friday nights, takeaway night, which leaves Thursday free. I think you get the idea. So we're going to come back to the prime directors of your unconscious mind and dip our toes into what drives us at an unconscious level. I am excited, like I've said, about these podcasts and I'd really like your input. So please head over to nlpcourses.com and find the podcast page and join in the conversation, even if you just want to say hi. And I'd love to know what you would like from these shows. We've, what did we cover so far in this podcast? Well, I've introduced myself. And I'm waiting, like I said, for you to introduce yourself over at nlpcourses.com on the podcast page. 
and I will answer everybody who leaves a comment, even if you just say hi. So we talked about within that making some challenges and exploding some myths with NLP, but we're not going to get caught up in the step-by-step techniques. You, like me, are interested in the bigger concepts, which means that we will be able to use NLP in a very natural way. We've also talked about blue elephants up pink trees. We've explored what you say about other people your unconscious mind takes personally, potentially ruining gossiping. And then we explored habits. Now, I invite you to leave us a review and a rating on iTunes. Now, it really helps. Next week, we'll be covering the brain, how the brain thinks, and what it means to our communication. And just so that you're pre-warned, I might talk about rabbits. Who knows? John, waiting until our next time together, Cassidy Rice, saying have a successful week. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the NLPcourses.com podcast show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star review on iTunes and make sure you head over to NLPcourses.com where you can subscribe to our free newsletter where we keep you updated with in-depth NLP topics. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes on neuro-linguistic programming and beyond.